Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. Me legal counsel. Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. My legal counsel. Hits of the weekend scandals on Monday. A story from Jack about a urinal. My legal counsel. Welcome back to Legal Counsel, coming at you live from Sunday, the 7th of July. Beautiful winter's day here, Sydney Portier. And back to our usual time slot, as always, ex-Hong Kong Rugby League board member and one test player, Jack from Melbourne, Victoria. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. It's been um, uh, an interesting round of football, just four games. Um, but, you know, I think it... Um, it's the last uh, Labara Mobile round for the year, so then we're back into a full eight rounds every uh, every round, which you'll be pretty fired up about, I'd imagine. We sunk to a new low. I feel that the football that we've seen this week really sunk to a new low. And it started off with that Dragon Storm game on Thursday night, where it just looked like there was a thousand people there. Um, Weather didn't help. A wind stadium, sorry. Weather didn't help. The storm did enough, as they always do, to come and, and snatch it. The standard was really poor. Slippery. Not fantastic on the eye. Roosters over the Tigers. I didn't see a lot of that game. Did you see Did you see much of that one at, um, at a bank west? Yeah, I saw a bit of, I saw a bit of it. Um, a typical, like, a div, div uh, C-grade team, like Tigers, looking like they could take it to the... To a A grade team for the first thirty minutes, and then basically the A grade team just showing their class. Who, who stood out for you in the Roosters side? Was there anyone? Because they actually had a few players back. They had Luke Carey back. Um, you know the likes of obviously Radley, and then the the host of different. Tom oh, I, and, and I don't really rate Radley. I, I, as you know, I don't really rate Radley. I think his um, his service out of Damien House is pretty poor. Yeah, um, who utility. played well for them? Uh, oh. Jared Warrior Hargraves went well, just up the guts. Trail and Tupo and Nui Nuiita. Trail the Tonga National. Uh, oh, Latrell, yeah, Latrell was off his head. Yeah, have you know? Have you know, you would have seen the highlights. He just, I've seen he was unstoppable. He yep. was the best player in the comp. So he flicked off Isan Masters um, again, and I seem to remember him doing that to him the last time they played the Tigers. Trail loves playing the Tigers, doesn't he? Because about six weeks ago at the SCG. One of, if not the greatest single performance from a player that we'll see all season long. It'll be hard to see that getting eclipsed. So he really likes flogging the Tigers. And he seems to like playing against Isar Masters, who we both heard from a, um, a mutual friend who was chatting to the head recruiter from the Tigers, saying that, um, they're not that they're not that big on Masters, who I thought was probably their most exciting kind of player last end of last year, start of this year. Are we looking past as Masters a bit shaky? Do you think maybe? Well, I think he. Uh, I think it could be classic second year syndrome. Um, you probably shouldn't divulge your sources I like didn't. that though, because 
no, but the head, the head trainer will know exactly who he's had a beer with. Uh, head, sorry, the head of recruitment will know exactly who he's had a beer with in the last couple of days and who he's talked to. But anyway, yeah, um, good thing we're not naming him. So hopefully he's a pisshead and he's been out and about and he's going to have to really sort of chase down who who he chatted right. to. But he's Sun Masters. He's an interesting one. Like we could probably people could argue that we look at him more closely as he's eligible for the Kiwis. But last year, no doubt, he was one of the um, better West Tigers in terms of attacking uh, prowess. Uh, I guess, I guess this year has been uh, a little bit of a, um, you know, coming back down to earth, especially the goal kicking, which he was I mean, often goal kicking. I think is comp- even though it's a quite a mechanical um, uh, activity, it still has a lot to do with your state of mind, and he's sort of spraying it around quite a bit. You, you can tell, like players that are down in confidence when they don't give, they don't sort of put their hands up to do the goal kicking. Um, mm-hmm. Look, I think whoever the Tigers' head recruitment is, I think they might be, they need to give him a bit more time. Yeah, well, I think that they were saying that he was a scared player, and I think some of his defensive reads, you would probably agree with him. But uh, we also um, heard that they're going to go hard come November one. Um, chats have already started. They're going to be going hard for David Vavita, Jai Arrow, and Zach Lomax. And when you get to the Tigers, this Tigers side is coached by a very, very, very good coach. He's a premiership winning coach. But there isn't anything there to get you excited. Like, I think you could go through almost every roster in the NRL and pick out one or two guys. Okay, we can build a team around that. Who are you building a team around for the Tigers? They've got journeymen well, and... Fringe yeah. first graders and and former greats. Oh wow! I guess you say yeah. Benji is a former great. You don't build your team around a thirty six year old or thirty four. I think he is now thirty four year old anymore, do you? But oh, look, I totally agree. And they, as we've said before, they sort of took their. They just grabbed Luke Brooks and sort of ran with him. Um, I, sort of, I barely heard Luke Brooks's name mentioned this season. Um, do you think? Here's a good question for you. How much better it was Delhi in half of the year last year. Yeah, and I have barely heard his name get mentioned this season. Here's a question for you. Let's just say that they held on to the um, speech uh, bubbles, big four, of Woods, yep. Moses, Brooks, and Tedesco. Would the Tigers be any higher than ninth place right now? Well, Moses and Woods, I don't know why they're in the big four. Um Tedesco would potentially have given them just a little bit more spark. Well, a, li- a lot more spark. He can score tries from nowhere, which Corey Thompson, although God bless has got him socks as a good footballer, he just doesn't have that quite that expected. Gigi tries hard, though. So I think they wouldn't be in the top four, no, but they'd probably be tapping on the B grade uh, yeah. or even... Yeah. You think you think how many wins do you think because Moses isn't worth anything, and neither is Woods. He's, he's although he's getting healthy now. So you're basically going to say that Teddy. How many wins do you think to that Tiger side is Teddy worth? In a in a twenty six match no, season to date year to date. Oh, to date, uh, one and a half two. Oh, wow! I think would have he'd lift a few players around. Imagine him running off Benji. Benji putting him in fantastic holes. I'd like to. I'd like to say so. The Tigers are seven and eight. So you reckon they might be nine and seven, which would be for them as good as twenty points equal with the Raiders and the Seagulls as we see it right now. So you're, you're kind of you're looking maths, at fourth or fifth. Do your maths again. They're seven and eight now. 
I said they would have got two wins. Sorry, so nine and six. So yep. they're equal with the Raiders. 20 points. And equal with the Seagulls. I just misspoke with the, with the seven loss. Yeah, but I think that, maybe. That, that could potentially... Maybe. That, just that one... He's like one of the yeah. top ten players in our game. He's, that's he's, prob- that's yeah, a he's huge too. And He's going to make players around him better, isn't he? Yeah. I, I just think with a fullback you do, it's hard to just... Uh, it's hard to just uh, really make a, an enormous difference in an average side if you're just a fullback. There's probably other players, maybe playmakers can do a little bit more or, or a dummy half, but as fullback as you are at the back, it's probably a little bit tougher. I guess if you're before, we, but you can sort of see that with Roger Tui versus Sheik as well. He can't make an impact. out and out the best player on the Warriors team, mm. he, can, he sometimes struggles to actually he can't. influence the game. Yeah, he needs, as a fullback... Um, you need to be on the back of either a really good four pack or halves that know what they're doing and putting you in space. Or you know, Roger gets a, is a huge ton of stats, but I don't want to say they're empty stats, but they're stats that you know he, he's, he's, he's. I think he's finding it hard to make an impact on a game because of the players around him. Which moves us on to that Saturday night game. Have we have we reached the nadir of the video of going upstairs of the video ref? I thought last week where the Panthers were royally dudded. I think maybe the rugby league gods said, the Warriors, you didn't do enough of that last week. You should have won. I'm going to really test you now and give you some of the most almighty howlers and let's see if you can get out of this like the Panthers did last week. What's your take? I mean, how bad was it on a scale of 1 to 10? It was... It was... Eight. I mean, it's not the worst I've seen. I honestly think David Fusatua the week before was worse, but I mean, it's not a good look doing it back to back. I mean, what about on Twitter? How the oh. NRL official Twitter page goes <laughs> freak like any that was it was next to the image of the try they disallowed. So, like, what the fuck? So, just to explain that, so the NRL posted on Twitter freak with Ken Mamalo scoring down below. And saying, you know, two tries for the Warriors winger in their win. And the and they actually posted the photo of the disallowed try, the non-try. Um, that was, the controversy was over. And then they just got towed up on Twitter by um, by every man and his dog. The, the thing is, it, it, it passes, it's got to pass the commentator test, right? And as a commentator, as a guy like Vossi, who's, who's as close to rugby league on the fence, he doesn't have a, has a team, you know, he just loves the game. He's got the Newtown Jets, mate. Yeah, so but if he's blowing up, and he's he was just laughing with the likes of Finch and, and Bra- uh, Braith as well. It was it was a try called up a try. Mal Malo, we're talking about in the corner, called up a try. They showed it, and oh, clearly a try. And then they showed another angle which didn't show it in its best light. And then they didn't go any further. They said that's enough for me. Do you know who was actually up in the box? Jared Maxwell. I, I, I think it was, but I'm not, I haven't had it confirmed. No, I haven't had it confirmed either. I was having it because he usually does cows. And he's the worst but, of the worst. But, but it's bringing the, like, every week now, <laughs> you're getting howlers. And I was chatting to someone at the pub today about it, you know, saying how embarrassing ooh. it is. I look for the game, and they were like, oh, well, no, this happens in other sports. Name the sports that this happens in every week. Ooh, what pub were you at? The dog, Ramwick. Wasn't drinking, still dry, July based. Oh, yeah. So, 
what other sports does it happen in? Um, well, it doesn't happen in cricket anymore, does it? Uh, oh, it must happen in uh, union lots. Football nah. offside. Massively heats no, up. Happens not now. All the time not now. No. Nah. Why, do they have video ref now? No, it's just, it's just they've just policed, they just police it a lot better. Like, the linesmen, and they have, you know, cameras for offsides. They also have that that goal cam now, so when the ball hits the top of the goal in football, it can go back down. They have that, like, that line that shines down. Um, Caterby? What's that? Caterby. What's that? You know, that Indian sport where you sort of, you sort of hold hands and hold your breath. There have been some shocking calls on that the last um, in what is it? Premier League. You don't know what cavity is. I've never heard. Well, you, are you talking about hey, Kabuti? It's on all the time now. Kabuti. Kabuti, is that what it's called? I remember playing that as a um, high schooler, but I've never heard of it before. Ben's out. Uh, yeah, what no, teaching did you do that? It was a reliever. Kabuti. Really? And I think Indian we just turned it into Bull Rush, actually. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it's an Indian version of Bull Rush. It's actually, um, and the World Cup of it's actually quite big, but the World Cup of it. I wouldn't say it's. I think league is more competitive. Look, um, you're not going. You're not. I'm not going to let you go here. Just no, 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 no. Let me tell you. Like India are the juggernauts of it, obviously, because they invented the sport and have got one point. I don't know, six billion people. But then you've got who comes second in it. You must be able to guess. Pakistan. Yep, and they beat them one every once you're every. Fucking, I don't you, know. are, you are making everything that's come out of your mouth in the last forty-five seconds has been made up. A bullshit, mate. I this want. Is... I, I want you to find me some stats on Kaputi. Okay, I'll do it next. Show. I, I think you I need to, to get come away and study on. Yeah, I want it you might to be Kaputi actually. Anyway, let's get anyway, off the night. So nice how did we get there? Oh, there's just some bad calls. The bar yeah. mobile round match are three. On-field refereeing calls getting better. Um, what about the other thing about that Warriors game the other night? They wouldn't blow the bloody hooter. Oh, that was another one. And then, the, and then there's this. So I've heard varying things around. So they didn't blow the hooter. They blowed a penalty after the hooter when it was. If you've watched the last tackle, an 80th minute tackle before, they always hold them down an extra two seconds, and that's just the way it goes. But the ref decided to blow a blow a penalty and go. No, you know what? I want to see the Knights have a crack at winning this. Give them another go. For the home fans. It was insane. What about the rule, though, when Hiku got knocked out and then the ref decided, who steered him down, Gavin Badger looked at him, looked at him, then turned around and decided not to blow up, and then the Knights spun it three wide, scored under the post. Is there a rule that, that the says that they have to stop the, the game? Is that the one that just went straight through the hole? Yeah. But, I, okay, I just, mate... You can't keep stopping the play for people getting knocked out. I kind of agree with that because I think the trainer has to call for it. But I just say, if Cooper Cross, you know who the trainers are. You got Alfie Langer and Stacey Jones. They're going to have a um, what's it called when you got a corruption based? Uh, you got a conflict of interest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they so are, there's but... no rule would work. Yeah, I think <laughs> unless okay. they broke their neck or something. Yeah, I think it's a tough one. That one's probably harder to police, but I, I heard that the, the about, trainer has to signal to the referee to stop the game. Talking about other sports, um, and it's another weird one, like football, soccer, have you mm. noticed when somebody goes down injured, mm. 
and then the other team gets the ball, mm. what they do is they just kick it straight the, back to them. Yeah, they kick it straight back to them. Yeah. That's weird. Yet they still fucking whinge to the refs and shit. It's just it's just your moral compass in your sports. Well, it's just it, all over the in shit. The, in they? the championship, the league down from the Premier League. Middlesbrough were yeah. playing Leeds, and it was a must-win game to just see who made the, the top six. And Leeds yeah. went and got a goal while um, a player from the um, Middlesbrough was down, and they scored a goal. And then the coach at the other end was like, fuck, nah, I can't let this happen. It's all about fair play. I'm going to let you guys score a goal, and just let them score a goal. And this is one of the second to really? last rounds. Crucial, crucial round. And let the other team score a goal. It was a draw. Um, Leeds ended up finishing. So they didn't get one of the automatic positions. But if they won that, they could have potentially still qualified second and gone straight through the Premier League. Both teams made the playoff for the richest game in football and didn't go any further. They didn't make the third spot for the Premier League. Wow. That? That's a, was that the last season? This is like probably a month, six weeks ago. Yeah, that's a great story. But then you see the way they carry on when they get injured and the way they talk to the refs. Yeah. Like the refs, if I was a ref, I would want to punch them sometimes. It's it's full noise, isn't it? They, they cop a lot. When the rugby league refs are just on the aggressive, just right in your face, they're basically, you say that again, any more of that and you're gone. I mean, if you're a captain, you can't talk to a referee. I, I saw some good... Um, old footage on Fox the other day. Um, actually, it might have been on NRL on Instagram. And it was just Tony Archer just fucking taking control and blowing the whistle. I actually think that we go back to one whistle and, look, no, I dare I, I think you're still going to have the bunker, but just more, what a- I don't know, how can you make the ref just make a call more? Because they don't make a call, do they? They don't blow it. Well, then you start looking at the cricket model and you do the captain's, um, what are they called? Captain's challenges. So you get two or something and then you have to, you, 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 you give the refs the responsibility to make the call. And I think, to be honest, I think cricket refereeing, has, uh, ref, cricket yeah, umpiring, mm. has got better from the captain's challenge. Like, yep. They don't get it wrong as much, would you say? No, I agree. Yeah, there's no howlers. I think impartial umpires has also come a long way from the old cricket yeah, days. But I think where the NRL got it from is I think the NFL. But you know how they review all touchdowns, right? Um, Do they? Yeah, they're, they're, there's a rule that they have to review all touchdowns. Or there's something about certain touchdowns. Maybe it's all touchdowns. Anyway, um, they do it so quickly. It's literally like five seconds, boom, yep, caught it, grounded his feet, out. But the NRL, I know they're trying to speed it up, but what they did last last night, it was just madness. I mean, I heard someone say, then, I read something when someone said, why is the only person in the world that didn't think that there's a try is actually up in the video ref's booth? Because no well, one think, else in the world thought it wasn't. I think you hit the nail on the head there that um, it was almost like he was trying to speed it up and he... And he and you're always you and this is there's a guy I know right well I, I don't actually know him but I heard about him which knows the rules so much like the rugby league rules that he can actually disallow any try mm. if he can see it from the last play of the ball because 
there's rules out there that you don't even know about. Mm. So there is so much subjectivity in terms of rugby league refereeing, you know? And okay. I think you've, you've hit... What's that? You go. And I think you've hit the nail on the head. It's the, the commentator's test is when a rugby league fan or somebody that watches a lot of it knows if it's a try or not. But I mean, you know, we have all been on the on the if you're a Newcastle fan, I reckon when you watch that replay, the first time you saw it you'd be like, Ooh, I need to look at that again. Even though you knew it was a try, you just wanted to have a look but but at the second or third you just would have said, Yeah, no, that's a try. Yeah. Anyway, let's move off that game. It was a bludger. There was some there's some nice touches at the end. Shut- are we gonna move off the Warriors? Hang yeah. on a second, I just want to bring up one thing. Okay. Like in our career of watching the Warriors, mm-hmm. I can't remember a game where we've been so just like we won, but realizing how shit our team is. Mm. We are fucking bad this year. Yep. Yeah, we're hanging it. We're in the hunt somehow. We're dog shit. Is that a good sign? Nah, because you know what? We've only beaten teams. That's the only team we've beaten inside the eight. Okay, just, so we should look at the positive. Yeah. They had seven guys missing. We should have ran know. a train through them. And I know the ref, ref had its say, but we've lost some close games this year. Obviously, last week, the one to the Storm, which we were pretty royally dudded at the end of the game um, and on Anzac Day. But, you know, ultimately, we're not good. There's still a chance that we might make the eight, but it's not a good, it's not a good football side. And and it should no. be because it's it's pretty talented. I don't know. Probably just want and, to move and, and, you're, and you're not pointing any fingers at Cooney yet. <clears throat> oh, I don't know. Like, I mean, how many coaches have been to the Warriors that haven't been able to coach a talented side to the finals? I don't know if it's the coach. Sometimes you just got to blame the players. Um, Blake Green did come of age second half. I was he was in my side yeah, early. He, um, yeah, his game was good. Yeah, Isaac Luke was good. Anyway, way too much Warriors chat for the for the um, for the general rugby league public. I tell you what, I'd be concerned about is the Sharks. Sean Johnson's getting roasted. I'm not sure if he's healthy or what, but they were just yuck. They lost to a Broncos side, probably one of the most inexperienced sides I've ever watched, and they had the game on ice up by ten with, you know, probably twenty minutes to go. Yeah. They had a, probably a better chance of winning by forty than losing <laughs> that. What's going on? Well, I, <laughs> I, you would have heard that stat today that that is the first time in a, in history that a team has lost three games in a row in those three games that have scored the most tries. Hmm. And to me, that's almost a it's a sackable offence for um, John Morris. Like yeah. fucking hell, a first grade rugby league team. You need to get... Uh, the guys are fairly skilled, even if it's Flanagan, Townsend, fucking Moylan. Jesus, give for Ficky a bit of a licence and just get him practising. They would have won that game. They they miss him. And Chad Johnson from... Sorry, Chad Townsend from memory wasn't a bad kicker. And, and last week too, didn't he? He cost him last week as well. Yeah. It's, so, um, it's, a, it's a real problem. And... And then you touched on the Johnson uh, thing, and, and I touched on it before about that confidence and stuff. Like, is Johnson 
got a groin injury because he did have a groin injury at the Warriors a bit, didn't he? Don't know. Something's. I don't think he's suiting their style of play. I read something that him being on the um, on the left side and none of the play was going Johnson's way. And then when it was, it just seemed forced. And look, I think the Sharks are still there's still a long there's still a twist in the Shark season yet because they have got a very good roster. They surely will get it clicking. Um, Moylan was terrible. Shit, man. Yeah, you would you'd be a little bit worried, but you have to back that roster to get it right. The the scary thing is is right. Right now, the Sharks are seven and eight, and so are the Tigers, so are the Panthers, and then um, two points behind that, you've got Warriors, Dragons, Cowboys, Broncos. So the Sharks are really only two points clear of the 14th place Broncos. So there's there's also a, a you know three or four weeks time that Sharks team, they keep performing like this, and they could be right down at the bottom of the table. And then you're talking about a team that has. Very disappointed this season. Something... Who, who are they? Who are they missing? Wade Graham. Yeah, who would a, be big? Uh, he's he... big. He he is class. And I think just probably just game time of Johnson, Townsend, Braley, Moylan clicking together. Yeah, Flanagan's good too. Like. I like him on the field. They've looked better when he's been on the field than Johnson's been on the field. Yeah, so the Roosters are signed Flanagan for next year. Gee, that's a good buy from them. They've thrown a bit of money in the imagine. I don't think it cost them much Um, at all. The other one that Todd Todd Greenberg's got to sort out, I think he's just got to write out a check for Dugan to retire. Because (laughs) he is basically holding the game back. If... If mums are watching a game where Dugan plays, they are going to think it is like the most violent, mm. painful sport ever. Like every time he goes into contact, he's like wailing in pain. It's just not a good look for the game. Like his pain threshold must be the lowest of any <laughs> person on this world. He is kindred spirits with Steve Matai, and I still... No, Steve's okay. Steve was always, always clutching his <laughs> shoulder. Matai was pinching his neck after every tackle in his last couple of seasons. He was going down. Rabs used to laugh, and he was one of Rabs' favourite players too. Remember when um, Rabs... Rabs used to the corn rolls. <laughs> when Rabs used to commentate, and Gus used to needle him, and he goes... You love Steve Matter, don't you, Rabs? And he'd go, Yeah, no, I do. You just keep on going, You just you love him, Rabs. He used to do that about Jason Nightingale and Steve Matter all the time until Rabs actually started to get fucked off with him. I used to enjoy that side of Gus. When that was sort of the niggly little funny side of Gus, but these days there's not a lot of humour. There's not a lot of music in Gus at the moment, is there? Well, it was an interesting uh, point from um and I didn't watch the channel I watched the channel and come to the end actually. But apparently, when Mitchell was just carving up the um, mm. the Tigers, mm. Gus wouldn't mention his name. What? Now, because apparently, there's, oh, the rumor is that he sort of was part of the um, yeah the other some new stuff was to get rid of Mitchell, yeah. and he's like rip, ripping through the Tigers like hot knife through butter. But he wouldn't mention Mitchell's name. He's just talking about like Kerry and um, really, you know, people setting him up. Yeah, it was interesting. Kerry, so Kerry is, is class. <coughs> Kerry yeah, is real but class. He's politics based. Our game's a politics game. Yeah. Um, something I want to talk about is George Burgess, right? This is last week, wasn't it? Yep. It was last week. 
And he, who did who did he actually eye gouge in the end? Robbie Farah. Robbie Farah, not a bad bloke too. Robbie, you know what Robbie's like? Really uses it as a badge of honour. Yeah. So I've I've pulled up I've brought up George Burgess's rap sheet. 2014, high tackle on Tedesco, guilty, zero weeks. 2014, 2014 George, let's just, before you keep going, mm. 2014, George Burgess was a different type of player. He was like the best forward in the game that year. He was absolutely incredible. Yeah. 2014, trip Matthew Moreland, guilty, one week. 2014, chicken wing, Steve Matai, two weeks. 2015, contrary conduct after throwing a water bottle from the bench at opponent, two weeks. 2017, striking Mitchell Barnett, guilty, two weeks. That was a good punch, that. 2017, shoulder charge, Anthony Milford, four weeks. 2018, eye gouge, Dallin Watini Zalesniak in an England test, guilty, four weeks. 2019, eye gouge, Robbie Farah, nine weeks. (laughs) Fuck me. And then you can add in the rest of the Burgesses in there. Tom's pretty squeaky clean, eh? Because Sam's got a rap sheet that's probably twice as long as that. But I think his Sam's is aggressive. He's just so fucking aggressive that sometimes things slightly go wrong. But well, George is a dirty fucking player. Look, I know all the mums listening to this, which we probably have none, but all the mums listening to this aren't going to enjoy what I'm saying here, but... I don't mind it, mate. Jack Gibson once said, someone asked him, how many props do you need in your squad? And he goes, six. Two starting, two on the bench, and two suspended. And I honestly think, in a team environment like that, you want your props wow. like just on the edge of the law. Yeah. And sometimes they don't go over it. You can't eye gouge. But why does he... So why does he get nine weeks... And, and Josh Maguire gets a slap on the wrist to fine. If we're going to go into the NRL judiciary, we'll be here all night, let's yeah, be honest. We'll, let's move on. Let's move on. The other thing that really struck a chord with me um, during the week <clears throat> was I was sitting in an airport lounge and an AFL team came in and they were all head to toe in their tracksuits, both female and male versions of the team, sitting in a lounge and basically, sort of probably 80 or 90 people. It seemed like there's fucking so many. And those head-to-toe in there, everyone knew where they were, the Richmond Tigers, right? And it made me think, with all the publicity and, you know, just negativity that can happen by being in the public eye, why the fuck do you wear a uniform and tell everyone who you are? Like, go over again and have a look at American sports. You see them walking through the tunnel and just... They show some personality, and I think this reflects them through like the after-match interviews and stuff. When you just get utter dribble, no one's got a personality anymore. But all the clubs and and the, I guess it's just sort of sporting teams this side of the world, you drill it into them by saying you have to dress the same, you have to go everywhere the same, you know. At, at this time, you become a walking, talking robot. Let's fucking open up. Like I want to see Josh Adokar what he's wearing on the way to a Storm game. I want I want them to be photographers going. Fucking hell, what is um, Cameron Smith going to pull out? You know, it's it's adding a little bit of spice to the game. What's your, what's your take on track sets? For me, they've got to go. Yeah, I think they're, I mean, like the hoodie debacle, they're probably a time and a place for them. Um, like yeah, when, when you're raining, actually on training. the training field. Yeah, and you're on the training field. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, what you've uh, actually asked here is a 
fairly existential question about, you know, uh, modern day mm-hmm. Western schooling and what the what the um, what position the school uniform should have in the you know the education of our youngsters. I mean, I, I, it, I always thought the school uniform though was was a great leveler. Okay, because it brought anyone, no matter what class you were, or where you're from, or how much money you had, it brought everyone on the level playing field, right? Because you couldn't, you just wore okay. a school uniform, and it also took so the pressure good. off you. Because imagine fucking having to, uh, you know, dress every day at school, you'd be ridiculed. But we're talking about sports, professional sports. Ego, ego would have been a fashion designer. Yeah, jeez, it's limiting but, a lot of people. But we're talking creativity what? in in the modern sporting arena where these guys are earning pretty decent money right and and they are stars or they are role models in some some degree maybe not that many nrl players but get some personality out there like i want to see ponga walking on a cold newcastle day with a fur coat and a big fuck off gold chain but again it comes back to where our clubs get a lot of their revenue and they probably i don't know who the fucking fucking Essendon Tigers or whatever they are, whoever sponsors them. But let's say it's, I don't know, um, Wizard Home Loans. When they write the contract up, they might say, oh, you're a jersey sponsor and you're on the track suits Mate, that the nah. track suits are worn track during travel. Tracksuit and jersey sponsors are the same. And you think any sponsor's writing less checks because they're not on this um, track suit versus the jersey, you're kidding yourself. They will pay the same amount. Everyone who uh, wants to be a sponsor will be a sponsor. You'd be surprised, Ree Harry. You'd be surprised in the society we live in. No, mate. What, what, so you, so have, have, you look at the NBA, right? The NBA yeah. is revenue. Like It's actually... The thing about the NBA, it's more centralised, right? So revenue is generally driven by the, the league, isn't it? Yeah. And therefore, I mean, they're way ahead in terms of digital rights. TV rights, digital I mean, rights, and then um, gate attendance is, is like a distant third or fourth. But who 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 um, sponsors the NBA? NBA? No one knows. Well, no, they've only just... Oh, no, Kia does, I think. It depends what country you're in, though. I think Kia is the major sponsor of the NBA, from memory. But you now, for the first to... time, the um, NBA last year opened up one single sponsor on the on the singlet, um, but anyway, all right. That was just a bit of food for thought because there's a couple of things I want to get to. I Wait, want to get to what, two. But why moving away? Don't move away from advertising just yet. Mm. Another thing that's really winding me up, and I think I mentioned this on the the jersey on the on the um, podcast a couple of years ago, is these fucking moving advertisements on the side of the pitch when you're trying to watch, like. It's fucking annoying. I saw, I don't know, Bryden's lawyers the other day pop up mm. um, as uh, Lisa Armel was about to play the ball and he was getting up to play the ball. And I was like, fuck, he's fumbled it because the fucking thing was jumping and I thought it was the ball. Like, again, our digital uh, you know, has to be better that we should be able to pick on our living room TV. I'll pay a little bit more each year. As long as I don't get to see fucking advertising on my screen, really. So, so you think that that the, are you talking about the advertising scrolling on the on the ground? Those ones, the white yeah, on the green you know, on the side yeah. in front, just on the does that really long does, the does that really take your mind off a of listen Armo um, play the ball? 
I thought I thought he dropped it because the ball was <laughs> right there where that thing jumped. I was like, fuck. So how many refs are making wrong decisions because of this? Don't you dare. <laughs> You're full of it. It could be. This shit could be happening. Hmm. All right. No, I think that's, yeah. Well, um, what, what do you think? The st- so you think the way around that is what? Pay extra on well, subscriptions. But, yeah, so you know those fucking advertisements, they have like VB that are sort of, I don't know the word is you're in marketing that like they sort of pop up on the on the uh, screen, but they're not actually there in real life. Yeah. Um, let's call them um, what are those shoes we used to have with dinosaurs on them and or holograms. And uh, Ooh, I do remember those. If you could pay a little bit more on your subscription, not to have that, and just see nice green grass. Fuck, is that too too much to ask for? Probably in the modern game, I think it is too too much to ask for. Let's. Just tacked just briefly for a bit on. We are going to have the all time. You'll never get a better milestone round than this in, in, in all of rugby league, and it seems to have slipped under the radar a little bit. Because I don't I don't know if people are talking about it enough, but on Saturday at seven thirty p.m. at Amy Park, Cameron Smith is going to play his four hundredth game when the Storm hosts the Sharks. And then Sunday, on the Sunday ticket, at 4pm, Bankwest Stadium, the Tigers in their 20th year, Benji Marshall's going to play his 300th game. Could you get a better milestone round than two of the modern greats? We're talking probably a different class of great. Cameron Smith is, is a class above Benji Marshall, not in talent, but as a, as a player. And Benji Marshall is probably going to go down as one of the great international players in the NRL and, and probably one of the most influential players in the history of rugby league um, due to the way he played, the, the way he kind of influenced a generation of players. Anything, that, I mean, we could sit about and talk about Cameron Smith, but do you know that bloke has made the finals in every single year he's played, bar one when they got um, relegated for the stripped for minor premiership, but they were, gonna, they were actually going to win the minor premiership that year. Wow, he has, that's a- he has apart from this. This is the stat that I think um, his greatness is truly um, one of the stats that truly defines his greatness. He played two games in two thousand and two for Melbourne, but apart from that, and you're usually looking at a twenty-four game season or twenty-five game season. I guess they might potentially. Sorry, they might be potentially counting um, finals in these stats. But listen to these. Listen to these games. Two thousand three, starting 20, Bit of an anomaly. You've also got to remember that he's playing Origin here, so he's missing at least two games. Twenty four, twenty five, twenty three, twenty three, twenty five, twenty six, twenty three, twenty six. And he's currently played all 14 games. The guy... The guy doesn't miss football games. He did for suspension, remember, of that uh, 2008 grand final. grand final. Yep. His win-loss percentage, Jack, is 71.36%. Pretty good. He's played... But... He's played in, a, in, 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 a, in an all-time great side... With the greatest coach that, that we've ever, ever we've ever seen, um, and he's played. Was he a duty player? Um, yes, he was a duty player. 
Oh, come on. He was Can, a dirty we, we just talked about George Burgess, mate. No, okay, so maybe not dirty. What, 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 he had a bit of stink in his game. A bit, a bit, of, a bit of shit in his game. Yeah. Yeah, like the, the, the way he tackled. And he, he also shit. would, you know, he a facial massage and holding people down and pressure points. He was just so meticulously yeah. brilliant at everything he did that he actually was also and really good at getting away riff. with stuff. Buttering up the riff? There's no one better. Is that gamesmanship or is that something to be looked frowned upon? Gamesmanship. You look up gamesmanship in the, in the rugby league almanac and, and it's forward by Cameron Smith. He is gay. And there'd be a picture of... But, and you definitely wouldn't have a picture of Cameron Smith next to the entry footballer, would you? No, but you do have a chapter on how to play well in rounds one to five by Tim Laffey. Come on. I think you got to round eight this year, to be fair. Yeah, and how to be a Raiders legend by Josh McCrone. He's got a little sort of... Um, little paragraph in there. But Cameron Smith is... Uh, yeah, gamesmanship's a great way of saying it because he works the ref... He works the field. He he basically he sees the rugby league field, doesn't he? He, he? You see when he's a dummy half, it seems like he's never looking at the ground. Like some dummy halves will look at the ground and look down and get ready to pass the ball. He's always looking up until the last minute and I always think he's scanning the ground. He never takes the wrong option. His kicking game is so underrated. He can ice games with a field goal. Very, you know, his tackling, his defense is sensational. Um... He's always been good. He's not one of those guys that's just come onto the scene and taken a while to work up. He's he's been really good since 2003 when he made his debut for Queensland, um, and that was an only a second year of football. And he's got no trouble off the field other than that affair with Yvonne last year. <laughs> but that's again, that's a lie, isn't it? That was absolute no, banter. It's not a lie, mate. Not a lie. It just was. It was the wrong Yvonne. It wasn't Yvonne Simpson. <laughs> oh fuck! Now you tell me. Jesus. No, we can't. He did have a show. Did he? Pardon? He did have. Well, that's a. I mean, that's a, again a, a moral dilemma of whether you should be still giving immortal status to people that have had affairs. Of course you should. Of course, Wally Lewis did. Of course you should. Course yeah, you should. yeah. Well, He's, not not if it's, not think, if they got caught. I think in my lifetime as a rugby league supporter, and you know, properly watching rugby league. Um, from 89 Grand Final onwards. I think he's probably the third best player that I've ever seen after Jonathan Thurston and Andrew Johns. So, but not naturally gifted? No, not he's, he's not naturally gifted. No, no, no. But you know, he is. That's why he's so good. But he is, though, because he doesn't get injured. Like, there's something... There's something He's got that. gifted quite a nice body. The best availability... The best ability is availability. And he has he has done that and got consistency and he's had to put up with Cooper Cronk and his team. So so good luck to him. What will he do post retirement? I mean, he's still got another season to go, Rehada. Yeah, he's either going to coach, but I think he's better than that. He's going to run the game. You reckon? He's going to run the game in 15 to 20 years. But David Stern never played basketball, did he? No, I don't know. I, I can't imagine so. Yeah, but I'll be there. I'll be there at um, Tawara Nikalai Right League Memorial Stadium on Saturday night. Brilliant. Taking a German bloke from work, actually, who's... I think the bloke's just hating Australia, eh? Because it's one of those places... He's moved here with his family right from Hong Kong. Mm. And Australia's is one of those... those sit, or one of those countries. I think maybe Sydney's a little bit better for it. But, you know, when you move to, like, an expat place, 
generally it's okay, but he sort of moved here and there's no real expat culture. So everyone, like, I'll just hang out with my friends and my normal, fa- my, fa- my family and my normal friends where he mm-hmm. sort of can just sense it. So I'm going to take him out to the um, league and I've already forwarded, forwarded him like some pictures from the paper today saying, mate, you're going to the, this guy's 400th game, fire up for it. He's like, I know nothing about it, but I'll get into it. <laughs> That's good. I'm very interested to. Maybe you can maybe you can interview him after the game. Yeah, quite for legal counsel. I like to, I like to hear about that. Then let's quickly go to Benji. We talked about Benji a lot, I believe, a couple of years ago for his two fiftieth. Um, started off at two thousand three at the Tigers, two hundred and one games for the Tigers. Went half a season rara, and then played fifty four games for the Dragons. Now, I don't think he was. That was pretty average, Benji Marshall. I think you know he yeah, wasn't great. That was both. What's the opposite of peak? Trough. Plateau. Trough. 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 Benji Marshall. Trough. Benji was in Dragons, and I don't think Dragons fans will look fondly upon it. Then he had a little thirteen-game stint for the Broncos. Um, that was a lovely stint. He came off the bench a lot, and the players seemed to love yeah. him and generally um, extended his career because many people thought that it would have been his last year at the end of the Dragons because he looked cooked, got a new lease of life, which is not uncommon, someone playing under Wayne Bennett. And then last year, it looked very good for the Tigers. And again, this is one of his, it's a renaissance Benji that we're watching this year. It was brilliant in the Test match. You know, looking at Marshall, obviously, you know, there's the influencing a generation, as I said earlier. There is a big blight on Benji, I think, um, from an NRL perspective, is that his Tigers teams just never really went on with the job, apart from obviously the maiden title in 05. Now, they were loaded in the naughty, in the um, late noughties and early 2010s. What's slang for 2010? Their last That was their last final series, 2011. So, ah. so Benji's only ever made the finals for the Tigers in 05... 2010 and 2011. They didn't make it in 06. Now, he made the finals for St. George of Lawara, I believe. And one of those years, maybe. 2016, potentially. And probably 2017, he would have made the finals for the Broncos. But he wasn't a big piece of that club. But no. that is that is a very average stat for Benji. That's one that probably would cost him. Like, he didn't get to the finals enough. With that Tigers team. 2010 was the year they... They were brilliant. They, and they lost a very narrow game to the Dragons. Um, and, and then they flogged the Roosters. It would have actually been better top final, actually, Tigers-Dragons, um, right? That was the grand final, basically, that semi. Well, 2010, they actually lost the game with Braith and Nasta. It went to extra time versus the Roosters. And Kenny Dow right. ran 90 metres, and then Braith had a field goal off a scrum which actually should have been a penalty to the, to the Tigers. The Tigers never should have lost that game. It was, it was a ter- terrible call from the ref. Um, and then... Oh, that's right. Then they, then they wouldn't have had to... Then they wouldn't have had to play... Because that, was that game four versus five, wasn't it? Yeah, then they went down to the nation's capital and Joe Croker missed a penalty yeah, in front of the posts to, to, right. miss, um, to win that game. So then the, the Tigers came out and bet... Um, a loss to the Dragons. Um, 2011, the Tigers were really one of the favourites for the competition. 
and they lost to the Warriors, which I was there 2011. Chris Nunn, yeah, you reaching a Chris Nunn and you magic and rocks and diamonds. Benji was brilliant in that game. He actually scored a try and put on another one. Um, I think that will probably haunt Benji from being at the very, very, very top with your, you know, the guy that we just mentioned and um, you know, a handful of other guys recently. But he is an all-time great. I don't know. The immortal thing's a tough one because. It's pretty select now, isn't it? So um, Benji's probably no. It's not, uh, mate. You got, I mean, he's again, not immortal. As a kid, but he did. He won us our inaugural World Cup. Yeah, he does some big his stuff. Play on the field and his skill. Mm. And then 2010, when he um, he made that run down the sideline um, to get uh, Sean Kenny Dowell away, who flicked, that was he, he was just. He was one player that could beat the best in the world on his day, which yep. was the Kangaroos. Yeah. Almost single-handedly. Yeah. No, he's all-time great. Very much looking forward to seeing him play his 300th. It's going to be good. Um, he's it's... a genius. <laughs> he's a genius. That's yeah. what Gould said in 2010. Right. When... Gould loved him. Um, but then, you, you know, you compare that to, say, the next level up, Thurston, who made the finals at the um, Cowboys in 05, 07, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. In 2016, yeah, yeah. they made it. He wasn't there. And 17, they made Lock it. He wasn't there. But Lockyer, Thurston, Smith, Cronk, all and oh, and Slater are all in the next echelon because of just they were just success just ran through their veins in Cronk terms of their Benji. team. Cronk. It's a close one, though, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, Kronk's fucking boring as batshit, but in terms of accolades and a and a white-based Australian media, he's going to win it out, isn't he? Probably. Um, look, we're running out of time, but there's something. There's a big game on Wednesday. It's it's the this, this State of Origin final. And the New South Wales Blues are bringing back Mitchell Pearce, which, I mean, I know that, they, that he was made to look very good fitler, but... Fitler and Walters, there's not much there's not much separating them. They're both morons, aren't they? They are both off their head. The selections of Freddie, he got made to look good, but bringing back Mitchell Pierce now is madness. And even if they get through and people start having the audacity to say that he's his redemption, what's the record, actually? I want to find that record from... Uh, you just five gave and 13. He's 5-13 and 13 in origin. Never won a series. And you can't say that he won a series if he comes in now and, and wins this last game. His kicking game has always blown me away at origin level. It's, it's been the, the reason why New South Wales have lost games. And, you know, I heard Paul Kent say, oh, it's different. You know, Mitchell, Mitchell Pearce is different this year. He's a different player. He's always been a magnificent club player. And he's never been able to go that level up. I'm really shocked that... Fitler didn't bring in an Aaron Reynolds, Adam Reynolds, or a Cody Walker or something. Um, they look like they're going to have Queensland on ice, but that's a shocking move to bring back Mitchell Pearce. Um, he's proven he cannot play at that level. Let's not go there. And then the other titanic disaster of a selection is not picking David Clemmer, their best forward, one of their best forwards, a guy that's been a rock for the team, played brilliant game one. So Saifiti only made the team because Clemmer was injured. And then he didn't hear the audacity not to pick Clemmer for the game three, and he only ended up making it because the Sims um, got rubbed out. You know, that reminds me of, I guess there's a couple of examples that remind me of, you know, the Australian cricket side, the absolute great Australian cricket side. 
you know, of the of the nineties, let's just say. Let's just say if Mark Wargood injured for a game and Greg Blewett comes in and knocks up a couple of hundreds, he's not taking his position, ever. He knows that he's caretaking it until Mark Ward gets back with, from injury. Look across to the storm. Jerome Hughes drops out with injury. And Papa, Papa Hughes, or whatever you say, how you say his name, lights the world on fire. But Craig Bellamy goes, no, he's going back to the bench because Jerome Hughes has earned yeah. a spot there. And he was, only, he was only playing because Jerome Hughes was injured. Yet Fittler actually names Saifiti again. It doesn't bring Clemmer back. It's madness, isn't it? Yeah, so why don't you do that? Because, I mean, what does it breed in a team? Is it Does it breed loyalty, does it? It's like or... you have to usurp the, 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 the incumbent. You have to usurp him by removing him. An injury isn't usurping someone. I think an extended injury from someone who's one of your best players means he slots right back into the team. And the other guy's hard luck, but he knows that he was only warming the seat. Yeah, agree. I mean... Yeah, it's it's a good, but yeah, Freddie's got a different way of thinking, doesn't he? I mean, yeah. as a neutral, um, and I haven't focused on the. I mean, I just don't really focus on it until the day, really these days. But do Queensland have a chance? They always have a chance because they're Queensland. But fucking, I saw Kevin Walters almost start crying in two or three different interviews. He is, he's off the reservation at the moment, and the whole what coach whispers um, back. What about when uh, I think it was someone interviewed um, Kevin Walters and goes, "Oh, and, and Kevin Walters goes, oh look, we respect everyone we play." Yeah. And the Jimmy <laughs> goes, "But you only played New South Wales, mate." Me. Oh, mate. Look, I think Queensland have got a chance because they've got guys like Daly Cherry Evans and Cameron Munster and Michael Morgan. Um, is Glory Norman is getting a shot? A big loss. Of course, he's a loss, right? Who? Honga. Yeah, he's a big loss. Massive loss. Jeez, um, and then you got people like Christian Welch coming in, but I think he'll do a job. Yeah. You're a big fan. Yep. No, th- those guys do jobs, don't they? Melbourne Storm players that Didn't play for Queensland. The... What's your tip? Anyway, that's Queensland, and it's just... Um, although, usually Queenslanders are confident, and you, even when they're one all, you don't even hear anything from recently. Mm. What's your tip? Queensland by four. I think New South Wales by ten. But are you going to go out? Um, am I going to no. am I going to go out? Did you say? Out to Aussie Stadium or whatever it's called, Stadium Australia for it? No, no, you've no I'm not going. No, that's a great tip. That's a perfect tip, uh, to be sitting on your couch watching that, right? Yes, Wrapped up in bed by ten. On a Wednesday. Oh, it should be in Melbourne. <clears throat> um, okay, we'll, we'll watch together. Yeah, who are you watching? Nothing on. Oh, we could do fucking Sporting Globe or Crown or something. Yeah, nice. Any any legal counsel listeners in the Melbourne area, more than welcome to join. Um, <laughs> You've got a lot of time down here. You've got like, ongoing client meetings. Yeah, yeah. Just a, yeah. Sort of a few things keep me busy down there. Um, righto, mate. So apart from the two milestone games, there's a lot of big games. We're in this of the season now. It's round 17. This is the NRL from now on. We've got eight more games to play. Um, pretty much... Every game now here matters, doesn't it? Yeah. Because the way that this competition is, you've only really got um, the Dogs and the Titans that are technically that are out of it. 
That fourth place is now... It's the Raiders to lose, isn't it? Well, now the Knights gets between Raiders and Knights who gets fourth. No, well, the Raiders are on 20, the Seagulls are on 20, and the Knights are on 18. But the yes. Eels... The Eels are in a real... You know, if the Eels go on a no. run... No, they can't go on a run. Look at their fucking team. They're 6-2 and two at home. Really? God. Does that Darwin, Darwin game count? Yeah, I think it does. Darwin counts as a home game. Um, all right, mate. Well, we will chat the same time next week on a Sunday. Big game Wednesday. Huge week next week. you got to love your league. Got to love your league.